Hello and welcome to Saturday. This is Money Talk Extra on Radio 3 and I'm Peter Lewis. On this morning's programme, we're going to look at how to plan for early retirement. Jimmy Lam will speak to an expatriate listener to find out about his difficulties after moving to Hong Kong. And in our investment segment, we'll delve into initial public offerings. As always, we welcome any comments, suggestions for topics to cover in future programmes or any financial concerns you'd like one of our experts to help you out with. You can email moneytalk at rthk.hk. We're also on Facebook, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. Last week on the programme, we discussed financial independence. One of the advantages of achieving financial independence early in life is you can choose to retire from salaried employment if you so wish. Early retirement planning is identical to conventional retirement planning with one big difference, time. You have less time to save and more time that your money must last after retiring. So if you want to give up the rat race, start a life of independence, reduce your stress and have more time for the things you want to do, such as spending time with family or travelling, how would you go about making it happen? Joining me now is Wealth Management Advisor Stephen Corey. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So is early retirement feasible and achievable for most ordinary people? Well, listen, well, well, well I be- believe it is. Uh, I think a lot of people try and approach uh, early retirement from a, an accumulation of assets, like a large accumulation of assets. Uh, my approach has been slightly different. Uh, I retired uh, in early December, uh, where I actually looked at uh, my monthly expenses and uh, thankfully, I realised that they were not as high as uh, as, as first perceived, uh, and I was able to generate uh, or accumulate assets which were able to uh, over uh, exceed uh, my monthly expenses. So, at the end of the day, the most important thing is obviously to to, to uh, create a, an income stream alternative to the one that you you generate from your employer. Uh, and if that's the case, then obviously early early retirement is a very strong possibility. And how long do you have to plan for it in advance? Because I, from what I understand, people who retire early in those working years are actually quite frugal. Mm. They save as much as they can, spend as little as they can. Is, is that the case? Well, I would obviously encourage that. Uh, from my personal experience, I started uh, my retirement planning maybe about 13, 14 years ago. Um, and uh, but it's only really been possible in the last couple of years uh, that I've been able to to achieve or, or come closer to early retirement. Uh, I'm glad that people are particularly frugal. I mean, mo- one of the most important things is to try and generate uh, savings, and then obviously invest that savings into into assets, whether they range from fixed income, equities, real estate, or even annuities. Uh, but. Um, so the, so the key is having a diverse stream of, of income from, from different types of assets because you're not, just gonna, you're not gonna be able to retire just from money in the bank, clearly. Absolutely, Peter. So um, there was a very uh, interesting survey that came from the US, the financial planner there. He actually spoke to over 1,300 of his customers and uh, these, these customers had retired. So he's very keen to find out which ones were happy and which ones were unhappy in their retirement. Uh, and there were, there were sort of an, a number of recurring themes that came up in, 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 the, uh, in the questionnaire. One of them was actually to have a multiple source of income. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, it was in, in, in excess of three sources. So, I mean, as I said, you know, the alternative sources to your employee income can occur from real estate, uh, equities, annuities, and even if you want to ent- re-enter part-time work. Uh, if that's something which is more uh, sort of amenable to you or mm. something you'd like to achieve and have free time to do other stuff, 
then uh, obviously that's a consideration as well. Now, one of the problems is that even if we retire at the usual age of 60 or 65, we don't know how long we're going to live, so we don't know how much money we're going to need. And that problem's compounded several times over if you retire earlier because you've got less time when you're earning and a longer period where you need to have the money um, to spend. How do you deal with that? How do you plan for that? Well, that's a really good point, Peter. And, and it is very difficult because, I mean, there are a number of things, of factors we need to take into account. Longevity mm-hmm. is obviously a very critical one. I mean, uh, I mean, how I sort of did it actually is that I looked at uh, the average lifespan of those of people here in Hong Kong, and particularly here in Hong Kong, you know, we I think the average age for the for a male is is close to like sort of eighty seven, eighty eight years. So I've obviously I'm forty seven now. I've got forty years to plan ahead actually, but uh, and but but given the a, a larger number of years to plan ahead for retirement. Uh, Obviously, that means that maybe the maybe my uh, my expenditure in retirement has to be slightly less than what it mm-hmm. is uh, had I been seventy five or, or eighty years old. But the point that I want to make actually that there are financial products available to you uh, which allow you, you to generate a guaranteed monthly income, uh, and these are largely through annuities. And this is something that I was trying to explore when I was uh, about to undertake my own retirement. Uh, and uh, here in Hong Kong, like I say, maybe the annuity system isn't quite as developed as it is elsewhere in the world. But the idea is the insurance company takes care of your longevity risk uh, and is able to, to give you some kind of guaranteed monthly income up to up to a defined age, whether it's like 90 years, 95 years or 100 years. So this is something which gives me confidence uh, that I will have some guaranteed income between now and the age of 95 or 100 years old. So it's the key really that you have a certain amount of assets by the time that you retire and what you want to do is not dip into those assets so that they're declining but you want to be able to live off the income um, that they generate and hopefully that income is enough to keep you in the lifestyle to which you're accustomed. Ab- ab- absolutely. Um, I mean, a lot of people will approach this from, from the asset point of view um, I obviously take it from a point that I actually don't live a very extravagant lifestyle or I don't think that I do. I tend to live in the middle. Um, and that obviously helps me in terms of, of, of uh, my retirement. My, my preference in terms of once you accumulate those assets is to, is to try not to sell them mm. and to try and live off yep. the income. And for me, that's the most, most important thing. So I, I do have an exposure to the financial assets. Uh, and at this particular stage in the economic and investment cycle, it's obviously a little bit tricky trying to generate levels of income that we experienced mm-hmm. maybe back in 2009, 2010. Fixed income, for example, is, uh, is the, the traditional source of income for many investors. But if you look at bond yields across the world, 10-year treasury yields, for example, are, are yielding close to 3%, but that's significantly less than what we've experienced over the last... So that's not to, really... The, the compounding of that is not going to be enough, is it, really, to, to well, keep you going? That's the problem. So do you need to, like, leverage, take uh, gear up in some way? Well, listen, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of, of, of leverage. Uh, I know people are. Um, the reason why I'm not a particular fan of leverage is that that sort of amplifies your returns, but it amplifies your positive returns, but also can create losses on, mm. on the negative side. So, so uh, once you start to uh, undertake leverage, uh, your market timing becomes more critical. Mm. I mean, to give you an example, if you go back to the 1970s, one of the best asset classes to purchase at the time was gold. Mm. But had you purchased gold in, in December ni- ni- 1974, for example, you would have paid 200 US dollars an ounce. By a couple of years' time, it would have been down to $100. And had you leveraged that, you would have potentially lost mm. all your capital. But at the end of the decade, this was the asset class to be in. Stephen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much, Peter. Thank you. 
You heard there from Wealth Management Advisor Steve.